Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Joel Malkin for WJNO.com. And my election spotlight on the Palm Beach County School Board District 6 race. The incumbent is school board member Marcia Andrews. And there are uh, three challengers in the race. Uh, Jeff Browning, uh, VDN Ewers, uh, Amanda Silvestri, and Jen Showalter. And we do have uh, school board member Andrews on the line right now. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me this morning. So let's uh, let's talk about um, you know you've you've been on on the board what since 2010 so this uh, that's 12 years uh, three terms I believe correct yes sir and so um, this would be your uh, fourth term if you were to win and I know now there are uh, new term limits but they start. Technically, you could go another 12 years if you were uh, reelected to do so. Do you you see yourself doing another three terms? No, I don't see myself doing another three terms, but I see myself doing the term that I'm running for right now because I have so much to complete after this pandemic that we've been through. I need to see my way working with our schools, our children, our families, our parents, because we have so much unfinished learning uh, to take care of, mental health, school security and safety, uh, just so many things that we've got to, uh, to complete. And I see myself running this time to help complete uh, the uh, gaps that we've uh, made through this pandemic. It's been tough being uh, with virtual learning without a caring, loving teacher in the classroom for our children. Uh, Many of them have had mental uh, breakdowns through this process. Being shut down for two years is a lot, and I just know how to uh, hit the ground running to take care of our children, to take care of our schools, our bus drivers, our principals and teachers, and to be out in our communities to work with the parents to get us through this. Uh, We're almost back, not quite there yet, and we've got to help get our kids back to where they were pre-pandemic, and we want to make them even better as we move forward. Well, they weren't, um, schools weren't shut down two years, right? It was, uh, it was 2020, and then the 2021-22 school year, um, the uh, remote learning, I don't believe, was an option unless folks wanted to do it through, I forget the name of the uh, program that you guys have. Yes, but I think what happens is we did not have the traditional learning. We, uh, when we did uh, the closing of our schools, when we were able to open up for the optional with remote or right. in person, it's still different. When you cannot be with your teacher every single day to show your love for them, their love for you, to teach you, to look in your eyes and help you and explain to you what you need to know to do your best, it's it's a back it's 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 a setback for a lot of the children, and they've talked about how it was so uh, hurtful to them, how they were so sad that they could not be in their school, even though they may wanted to have gone back to school. Many times they couldn't go back for other reasons, uh, working it with their parents. It was just a whole lot of issues. So 
I'm talking about being able to open our schools back up like we did, and we did that uh, well, but we know we lost a lot of ground. We had a lot of children who had uh, computer issues. Many of them didn't have computers. We were able to supply every child with a computer, but just supplying a child with a computer was not enough. Sometimes you had homes that did not have Internet access, so the school district of Palm Beach County has been working hard to clear up that problem to make sure in some of our areas of Palm Beach County that every area has true good Internet access so that we can do computer hookups for children now more than ever before. But certainly when we needed it during the pandemic, some of the children had to use hotspots, had to go to libraries, had to do all kinds of things just to get their computers hooked up. And then just the toll of not being with their teacher to have their on-site classroom instruction for the academics. Uh, it took a lot out of the children, and not to be with their friends every single day. The relationships they build each day to be the best that they can be uh, with their classmates. They didn't. A lot of them didn't have it, and every child is different. So as a result, when you think about the pandemic, it touched a lot of children in different ways. Some children were able to survive a little bit better than others. Some had very, uh, a lot of difficulty. And so we're trying to get everybody back. It's going to take us a while to get, to get where we want to go, but we are going to work hard to bring every child to where they need to be. And we want to do better than we did before the pandemic. We want to just have our children excel. And I am the best person to do that, having been a teacher in the classroom. I know what it looks like, feels like to be a great teacher. I recruited thousands of teachers to the school district of Palm Beach County when I worked for the school district. I've been a principal of two schools, one urban school, uh, one suburban school, and I know what it's like to have children that may be in need, and I know what it's like to have children that have advanced uh, 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 processes where they have parents home every day and have assets to help them get to the next level. I've seen both, and I live here in District 6 uh, to the east, but I've worked so hard uh, in the far west area of District 6 to make sure that those areas have everything that they need for the children. So I've just been on the ground in so many areas of the district and I just know, having gone through this pandemic, that was something that the United States of America and the world had never experienced before. And right here in Palm Beach County, I think we did our best to keep our children safe, uh, to help them through it. And we're now on the, the end part of this uh, terrible pandemic, and we are, we're, we're, we're making it. We just received our... Uh, testing scores from the state of Florida just recently for the FSA, and Palm Beach County is one of two counties in the state of Florida that maintain the A rating. We've always been high-performing and A-rated, but with the pandemic that we've been through all of this time, uh, with remote learning, with optional learning, with schools closed down, uh, we have done well to maintain a high-performance rating of an A, but we know that still within that A there's so many children that still need help, and that's what I know I can do well because I'm spot on and really working with teachers in the classroom, going to visit the schools, working with the superintendent and the administration, and having so much community and parental involvement in District 6. I have the ears and eyes of all of the people around me in District 6 and the schools, uh, in the community, 
with elected officials and parents. They trust me and they know my work, and we're all working together to get our kids where they need to be. Okay, Marsha, I want to. Um, I, I appreciate. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> um, I want to have a conversation with you though too, and ask some questions. Um, I've been asking this of the incumbents, uh, of which you are uh, one of three uh, running for re-election out of the four school board races, um, and I wanted to hear what your thoughts are. You were talking about grades, the, the school get a school district getting an A grade uh, for the uh, previous school year. How would you grade the school board? Um, and your performance, uh, taking everything into consideration, uh, the mask issues, everything else, um, the remote learning early on, uh, all of that over the over the pandemic. What grade would you give yourself and the other board members? Yeah, I, w- I would give us uh, an A minus. Uh, I think we stayed there with an A because I think we were able to uh, do those things, uh, turn around schools to do remote learning quickly without a lot of uh, a lot of breakdown. Um, I think we were able to get the message out uh, to parents when we had to uh, close our schools completely and go remote. We did a a campaign to make sure that all folks knew what we had to do. We worked closely with the mental health professionals, our doctors, our health department, our health care district, uh, working closely with the county and the medical doctors to follow the, follow the medical advice because it was very critical that uh, we uh, had to uh, follow that advice to make sure that we didn't lose any children, nobody died, uh, we didn't have any major uh, issues as it related to health care of our children. Uh, we kept our schools sanitized. We ordered what we need to order to make sure our schools were safe. Uh, we did all those things. It took a lot, but I think we have an experienced school district, uh, very much capable of uh, changing uh, and being flexible to get the work done, even through a pandemic. Now, we couldn't control the pandemic, and it hit us at different rates and different times of what we had to do and the changes we had to make. But we had to work with our unions. Uh, We had to work with our teachers and our custodians. We had to work with our communities. We had to work with our parents. We worked together with everybody, and that's why we could very well go from uh, school closing, uh, working through remote, writing our programs for the state. We had to have the state approve our program to do remote learning. We had to turn that around quickly. Our staff did a great job. Our superintendents did it. They had never done that before, but they did that. The school board worked on the policies that went along with how we had to manage ourselves during a pandemic. We did that. And I know that sometimes people didn't agree with all the things that we did through our policies and procedures through this pandemic, but we really kept our eyes on the health issues of our children, of our teachers and our staff uh, to make the right decision to keep them safe and healthy. And I think we did that. We were able to go right on to uh, come back and do optional. Uh, uh, whether you wanted to come in or stay home, we were able to change that process without a whole lot of hiccups. We were able to go out to the communities to make sure every child had a computer. We worked with the community to raise funds to do Internet connection so that we could have connectivity for children. We were able to juggle a lot of balls to get it done to make sure our children were safe, our schools were uh, safe and healthy, and we worked through the pandemic. But as we say, when you're locked up in the house, 
almost 24-7 and you're trying to keep yourself well, uh, it does take a mental toll on everybody. It takes an academic toll on everybody. So we're working now to the level uh, of a high level to make sure that we catch our children up with unfinished learning, help, helping those who may have suffered through the mental health crisis, helping those who uh, may be frightened, even with, uh, with safety issues, when you see what's happening across the country. We're working very hard with our police departments, uh, our, our school police, uh, our sheriff's department, all of us are working together. And this is why I give us that aid, because I think we are all continually working together and working through this. And it's a continuous process. All right. Let me let me uh, ask you. Um, what would you say to people that would um, criticize the school board, uh, including some of your challengers, um, for going against a state order uh, to allow parents to make the ultimate decision on masks for their kids? Well, I would say that I would make my same decision to uh, to follow the health and science. It's important for us to follow the health care professionals, those who are trained. Uh, we have a health department that we stayed in constant contact with our health care districts. But, but I believe that, I mean, you talk about the health, I believe it was the Florida Department of Health that actually, from Tallahassee, that, that uh, was part of that order that said that, uh, you know, kids kids suffer when it comes to learning with the masks. Yeah, but I want to say, too, that we were working at a local level, and I recognize the state said that, but we were working with our local health care uh, professionals, and I stick with that. And when I think about what we did as far as keeping those masks on, even when we uh, made masks optional, do you know that when I went out to the schools immediately after that policy was put into place by the school board, most of the parents still wanted their children to keep their masks on. I mean, the majority of the students were still wearing their masks. So I think what we did at the local level was the correct thing to do, to follow the professionals that we had here at the local level, the health care uh, professionals that we worked with that gave us advice on a daily basis about what we needed to do for our district right here in Palm Beach County. Another issue that uh, pops up a lot with these school board um, candidate interviews, and, and we've heard it around the country, not just locally, is uh, concerns about critical race theory. Has that ever been taught in a Palm Beach County classroom, never, to your knowledge? Never, never. And I've been in the classroom uh, as a teacher and a principal, assistant principal. Never have we taught critical race theory. Never. What about complaints about the word equity being used in the mission statement, folks saying that that's basically linked to Marxism as opposed to equality? No, that's not. That's not. Every individual child is different. We've got to make sure that every individual child reaches their full potential. And we love equal access to everything, but for every child having the ability to be able to be successful. We've got to look at their own individual needs and make sure that we have equitable outcomes for them, not a group, but for each one of those. So I don't know why they feel equity is a bad word. I think equity is an excellent word because it is working with each individual child to make sure they reach their ultimate uh, success level as they move through their educational career. 
Um, I want to get your thoughts on the uh, just a couple more places here. Uh, parental rights and education law um, that was wrongly uh, given the moniker, I, I guess, by the media, um, uh, but and and critics of it as the "Don't Say Gay" law, which, as you know, it you know has nothing to do with saying gay in the classroom or uh, any of that. But what what are your thoughts on that? We've got to take care of every child. As I said just before, we, uh, that equity uh, relates to every individual child. And when we think about our children, our ESC children, our LGBTQ plus children, and I want you to know that for those children, the suicide rate is, uh, is above, uh, uh, is high, very high, in, uh, because of the bullying uh, and the non-support sometimes that they get from home. Sometimes they uh, don't get the support with their peers. And so the suicide rate is very high for our LGBTQ plus children. We've never, ever indoctrinated any children uh, to be LGBTQ plus kids. But when children are uh, uh, <laughs> going to school and they are uh, in that category of LGBTQ plus, they deserve every right that every child receives. Because they are who they are, and we want to make sure that we put uh, processes in place. Laws are already in place to protect them, but processes should be in place to make sure they get everything that they need to be successful. And our GSA clubs that we have in our schools help us to help these children. But I've read the bill. There's, there's, there's nothing in the parental rights and education law that, that says anything about, um, you know, that, that what you're saying. I mean, it basically says kindergarten through third grade, they yeah. don't want to talk about the gender identity and the se- sexual mm-hmm. orientation. And, and uh, we you don't know. do that. Yeah, and we don't do that now. I mean, they, there's a health education course that children take. Uh, usually by the time they get in fifth or sixth grade, and that's just regular health education. That has never, ever been done anyway within our school district. But what people are talking about is LGBTQ plus children, and they're putting these children at risk by saying that they will not be able to have the support that they need. I can assure you, if I'm elected to the school board, I will be working closely with the children, uh, the LGBTQ plus kids within our school district, making sure that they get the support. But that bill is sort of vague, and it really highlights some things that are incorrect because it's never been a problem, not in Palm Beach County schools, and I don't think in schools anywhere across the state of Florida that we're teaching sex education uh, and indoctrinating children from K, uh, K to 3. But I do know that we do have the health curriculum that follows the state guidelines that we have in place uh, at early fifth grade level and sixth grade level that each child takes throughout the state. But I worry so much about my LGBTQ plus children because that's what they're saying. Don't say gay. And the kids. Well, they're not saying that. Nobody's nobody's saying that in the bill. It's it's not in the bill. That's what I was saying. It was that was something that was uh, pandered out there by the media and um, upset a lot of folks uh, because it's not in there. And all right, let's move on to let's move on to. But I just want to make sure that our kids know and our parents know that we're going to definitely always support all of our children, every single child. School safe. Speaking of that, school safety for all the kids. Uh, there was a um, well, it wasn't an official discussion, but it was brought up some months ago at a school board meeting. I believe you were in attendance um, by one or two of the school board members. You know about hey, let's have a discussion about possibly the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office taking over um, law enforcement 
investment or merging uh, because there was there were issues uh, brought up by several members of the school district police department about safety uh, concerns in the schools, radios that don't work in most majority of the schools, and shortage of officers, etc. Uh, PBSO has said that it's not something they're interested in at this point. Uh, that being said, what are your thoughts on that, and, and how safe are the schools today? Yeah, I think our schools are safe. Uh, I, I stand behind our, the safety within our schools. I do know it's an ever-evolving target uh, when we're talking about keeping our schools safe. Uh, we've been working in the school district of Palm Beach County to harden our schools with single point of entry. We've been working closely. We're in a recruiting uh, issue uh, with recruiting police officers all over the state of Florida, not just in Palm Beach County. So we continue to do uh, various recruitment uh, initiatives so that we can get the best talent to be the police officers that we need for the school district of Palm Beach County. Uh, I love the sheriff's office. I think we work hand-in-hand together. We partner with them now. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office works closely with our new chief of police for the school district uh, who has come from uh, West Palm Beach uh, Police Department who Mm -hmm. is doing an uh, an awesome job. Sarah Booty, I'm so happy for her. And she actually has a, a, a plan of action for recruiting and retention. Certainly, we have to pay our offices to keep them with us, but the partnerships with many municipalities helps us to be working together. I think that's the key, working together to make sure that we have the radios that we need, putting the money in place to make sure that we have uh, the uh, equipment so that we can do the best job to keep our kids protected. And I think we are doing an excellent job with that, but it's a, it's a daily, ongoing thing that we have to continue to work on. One of the newest things that we have this year in Palm Beach County is a panic button that every employee, every person that works for the school district can wear around their neck and mash this button, which connects to the main office, if it's a teacher, to the law enforcement uh, outside of the district, the school policemen right in the school, all of us coming together in case of emergency. All of our doors have always been locked. We have emergency procedures in place, ongoing training for the offices as well as all of the students and uh, staff at the schools to make sure that we know what to do in case of an emergency. And we're all working together. Having been a teacher and a principal, I do believe in school police. I do believe that the sheriff's office works in continuous with us in conjunction because there are certain things that we do a lot better than the, the, the sheriff, and there's a lot of things the sheriff has experience in that maybe a school police officer may not have. And that's why we all have to come together. And we have to continue to have the dialogue not just say transfer to the sheriff's department, but continue to have the dialogue about the budget, making sure that we have all of our uh, training, equipment, offices in place, and make sure we can do the job as a school district police department and the sheriff and ongoing uh, communities, uh, cities, and villages that we're all working together. And that's what makes me pretty excited that I know that if something does go wrong, we have, uh, we have that collaboration and communications that in a moment's notice everybody's on it. So, and the training, uh, 
definitely the, uh, the critical training. We're having some training today with the FBI uh, working in one of our schools, doing training for the, for the police and, and the other entities that work with us. So I'm happy to have municipalities partner with us, the sheriff's office partnering with us, and with our new chief, uh, Sarah Mooney, who is outstanding and is going to take us to the next level. Because you have to kind of look at security and safety in schools every day is a new day, just like our new panic button. It's going to be something else as we move forward to kind of keep our schools tight and safe. Technology, the cameras, all of those things have to be upgraded in place so if something does happen, which we hope never will, that we can, on a moment's notice, take care of people. I'm certainly not in favor of arming teachers and putting more guns in our school. I'm looking for people like the police who are very experienced doing that work. In our schools, we have an officer, and sometimes in most schools, we have two officers within our schools. We have police aides in many of our schools, and with the referendum uh, that was passed four years ago and the one that's coming forth in November, we hope to get more funding so that we can do even more uh, creative things to make sure that our schools continue to be uh, safe for all of our children, our staff, our principals, our teachers, for everyone. So back to the original question, just br briefly, if, if there was a vote, uh, something came up uh, on a vote, uh, hypothetically, uh, a merger or takeover by the sheriff's office, uh, would you be a yes or a no right now? Right now, I'm a no because I need to kind of discuss that. I need to know what could they bring to the table that we're not already providing, working with them as a team. Uh, I would be looking at the budget. How could we, if we're saving money, how could we save money to even maybe hire more offices that could come together? I would have to have an in-depth discussion, uh, a critical discussion as to what would it look like if the sheriff's office took over and what would it look like if the school board uh, kept it the way we're doing and how would it make a difference in keeping our children safe? Not just saying I would just say that outright. I would have to really look at that, uh, have a lot of conversation with experts uh, on the sheriff's side as well as on school police side, and then I would make a decision. I certainly couldn't sit here and say I would do that just right off without having that kind of conversation. Okay. Anything else before we wrap up? Well, I just think that I am the candidate that can hit the ground running. I know uh, the problems. Uh, I have a keen understanding of, and, of the unique challenges our, our principals face, our teachers face, our uh, employees face, our students face, and our parents. And I've been working on it for a while. So I do have a, a game plan to get the job done, as I've been doing before. And we have to continue to expand that plan so that we can meet the needs each and every day, which are changing needs, so that we can take care of our students and our schools the way they should be, academically, uh, emotionally, socially, mentally, uh, and for safety. All right. I uh, appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. More importantly, uh, the, the voters of uh, Palm Beach County. Uh, District 6 school board member and candidate for re-election, Marsha Andrews, here on WJNO.com. And I would ask for their vote on August 23rd for the experienced candidate that can make the difference uh, for world-class education for all students. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's 
a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.